Where in hell can you go? Far from the things that you know Far from the sprawl of concrete That keeps crawling its way Keep your heart off your sleeve Guppy Productions present From Colchester to Sulawesi Written for Colm Radio by Phil Boast and Paula Larcher. Episode 24 A Serpent in Eden Tankoko National Park is an area of pristine primary rainforest situated at the end of the North Sulawesi Peninsula, about a two-hour drive from the lodge. Aside from diving, snorkelling and sea trips in general, which will always be the core of our business, This is one of the day trips that we will offer our guests, when we have guests, and here we come with Sean and Alison on the last day before our departure for England. As the name gives away, the area is protected, and there is a sort of park entrance from where rangers will and must accompany all visitors into the park. But otherwise, in common with all places of interest and beauty in North Sulawesi, there are precious few concessions to tourism. The last couple of kilometres getting to the park are hard going, even in the jeep. And when you get there, there's nowhere to get a cup of tea and a snack, let alone anything like proper dining facilities. This is tourism in the raw, so to speak, and nobody bothers because there aren't many tourists. There are a few dive centres on the mainland and islands which do okay, but they're all fairly basic in terms of their accommodation. The hotel from which we dive and take our boat trips being by far the most luxurious. Indeed, it's true to say that big hotels in general don't, on the whole, seem to work over here, and there are several which we pass which have been abandoned. On one occasion, when we were out and about, we came across the Paradise Beach Hotel, which is in a place called Likupang, a few kilometres along the coast from Bohowo. And the doors were open, so we went inside. The place was deserted and had clearly not been occupied or looked after for several years. The gardens were going back to the wilderness and the swimming pool was cracked and empty. And inside, it appeared as though the owners had just given up and walked away. There was a pool table with balls still on where a game had been abandoned long ago. And there was even a large plastic Christmas tree in the foyer, decorated for Christmas. But the walls were cracking, and the building was surely beyond any hope of repair. North Sulawesi is clearly not ready for mass tourism, or big luxurious establishments such as this. This is a place for serious divers, who have done most of the more accessible and thus popular dive spots on the planet, and are prepared to travel halfway around the world to take on Bunaken or Lembe, which between them are about the best diving anywhere in the world. And what such people want is cheap, comfortable accommodation, just somewhere to eat and sleep after a day's diving. And the same is true of the few naturalists who come here. We don't have tigers, elephants, rhino or any of the big animals as do other parts of Indonesia. About the biggest thing we have is the babirusa or deer pig, which is unique to here, as are about 80% of the species which live in the forest. 
Ornithologists come here to see the Sulawesi hornbill, a magnificent bird which lives nowhere else. And here we have the endemic and nocturnal tarsiers, which, depending on classification, are the smallest monkeys in the world. Small enough, in fact, to fit in the palm of your hand. The first time we saw these was with Tim and Julie at Tankoko, and the four of us and a ranger were sat in the late afternoon by a tree in which it is known that the tarsiers live, waiting for them to emerge for their nightly activities. These are very shy creatures and absolute silence is required or they won't come out. And just at the critical moment, I did something which I rarely do, which was to sneeze rather loudly. This got the four of us going and it was a few moments before we could remember what we were supposed to be, adults, and could regain sufficient composure to try again. And it remains my only memorable sneeze. In any case, a day at Tancoco begins on the beautiful pristine beach, waiting for the once again unique black macaques to come down to the water in search of fruit. A lot of fruit falls into the sea and these monkeys have learned to swim to obtain their breakfast, which is in itself an extraordinary sight to behold. From thence into the forest, where one might be lucky enough to see another denizen of the deep jungle, which lives only here, which is the couscous, a tree-dwelling marsupial, and darkness is descending by the time we climb back into the jeep for the journey home. It's a great place to visit, and one gets a sense of being somewhere where few people have been, and seeing things which few people have seen. It's a place for specialists, but you have to bring your own coffee, and that is something which we have learned by experience. We will leave Sulawesi in the morning with mixed feelings. I suppose the strongest feeling is that here is where we want to be. And the thought of a few more weeks in England is just something we have to get through. We're still not ready for this. I have to finalise my work situation. We have to have a website made and so on. And the church has to be moved. The pool built and furniture has to be made before we'll be ready to receive guests. And then there's the Oni situation. He's becoming increasingly weird and unpredictable. And I have as little to do with him as I can, but he's still a big part of it, at least for now. And there's an underlying feeling that we should be in Bohowo in case he tries to do damage to us in our absence. But there's nothing we can do about that, really. The facade of our friendship must be maintained for a while longer. The stupid part of it being that we are offering him a secure future, as far as our own future here is secure. And security is a rare thing over here, and I think he knows that. So perhaps he'll decide to do what's best for himself once all other possibilities have been eliminated. Who knows? 
but in this sense, if in no other, we'll be glad to be back here again to better control the situation. This is still all a giant leap of faith. We don't know whether we will be able to create a viable business, and we probably won't know for a year or more after we move here. So we are both keen now to make the final leap and get going. We need to get better at living in Indonesia and to better learn how the country works. At the moment, it's still all trial and error, and we can't do any of that until we're living here full time and stop being frequent visitors. But still, the feeling that this is what we want to do is stronger now than ever. And we are absolutely together in this. So that's a good place to start and starting's the thing now. Meantime, we gather together our empty suitcases once more, eat our final meal with Sean and Alison, and get ready for an early departure in the morning. It's been another good visit to our future home. We're making progress. And all being well, when we next walk through the front doors, we should have a swimming pool, a more or less fully furnished lodge, and then we'll be ready in all senses of the word. Aside from our company document and the letter from the Minister of Fish Lunches, there are two pieces of paper which we need in order to reside and work here, which are a kitas, or visa, and work permits. Neither of these in isolation are easy to obtain, but the matter is made worse by several orders of magnitude by the fact that you can't get a kitas before you have a work permit, and you can't get a work permit before you have a kitas. Somewhere in the twilight zone of Indonesian bureaucracy, letters are passed between offices which untie this seemingly impossible bind, but the process takes several months. Thus far, Oni has done the legwork in our absence but we have once had to go to the Monado Immigration Office to have our fingerprints taken and put on file. This in itself was no easy matter. The front office staff didn't seem to know what they were doing and we had to go to the inner sanctum and meet the head of immigration, who is about the most base human being that it has ever been my misfortune to meet. He speaks no English, so once again we let some cash do the talking and eventually achieve what we came for, which was only, in any case, something which the office require us to do. Our paperwork is now complete and we leave with everything that we need to come back and with that we must be content. There are also a lot of snakes in Tankoko National Park and I have no problem with snakes, but if there is a serpent in our particular Eden, it has its lair in the immigration office which is one place to which I would far rather never have to return. Motherland, cradle me Close my eyes, lullaby me to sleep Keep me safe, lie with me Stay beside me, don't go Don't you go Find out what further adventures are in store for Phil and Paula as they travel from Colchester to Sulawesi in the next episode of Bill's Big Bag of Onions. Bill's Big Bag of Onions is a guppy production for Cone Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience.